US, EU, UK only today stopped financing Russia's war machine. According to a report just circulated by AP, Europe and the United States just agreed to cut Russia out of the SWIFT banking system. This followed criticism by many that keeping SWIFT open for some banks is ineffective and will help the Russian war machine. E-Turbo News cannot independently confirm that all EU countries and the US agreed on the SWIFT cutoff to be applied to all banking deals with the Russian Federation. Earlier today a commentary published by Max Borowski of the German 24-7 newswire service NTV, explains why Europe and the United States are not agreeing to turn off the SWIFT banking payment system for Russia as part of the implemented sanctions. Not doing so his comment further explores why this means the United States and Europe are still financing Putin's war machine and there is a good selfish reason. Why and how? Russia's big banks and oligarchs are now on a U.S. embargo list, but Russia is still in for a lot of money. Russia is likely to have achieved sales of well over several billion U.S. dollars in the last three days alone, why Ukrainians are dying and fleeing in their country under attack. Fuel worth an estimated more than a billion dollars has gone to Western countries, including Germany. According to the report, income has likely increased since the attack because raw material prices rose sharply when the war broke out, while the export volume remained the same. This is according to data from gas line operators in Europe. Due to rising gas prices, Russia saw a 60% year-on-year revenue increase in December 2020, thanks to the commodity boom. Of course, other sectors of the Russian economy may be hit hard, but Russian President Vladimir Putin could easily cope with it, as long as this windfall of money continues. The German government and other governments know this. After much hesitation, German Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbock and Economic Minister Robert Habeck have now announced they would agree to specific restrictions on Russia's connection to the SWIFT payment system. However, they made sure that collateral damage in the energy sector in Western Europe is to be avoided. It means that Putin's main source of income will continue, unless he is completely cut off from the SWIFT system. According to the NTV report, there are two arguments for this exception, which is not an exception, but an overturning of the sanctions. The German federal government primarily cites the damage to the local economy and consumers. This is a serious argument. Europe is not prepared for a complete abandonment of Russian oil and Russian gas supplies. Energy prices would rise dramatically, and put a massive strain on companies and citizens. What it doesn't mean according to this evaluation is that Germans would have to freeze. Above all, stopping energy exports is probably the only way to hit Putin so decisively that his hold on power is in jeopardy and he might be willing to give in. In the best-case scenario, a solution could be found before the coming winter as a result of quick tough sanctions instead of protracting the conflict with ineffective punitive measures. In the last few days, the U.S. government, apart from the fear of rising prices for domestic consumers, has tried another argument for the energy exemption from the sanctions. Russia reliably supplies the United States with several hundred thousand barrels of oil per day. In return, the U.S. was also helping to finance Putin's war machine. If this deal was stopped, the U.S. State Department argued, prices would rise even more. Putin would find buyers on the world market who would be willing to pay these prices and would increase his income even more. This calculation by the U.S. government has several weaknesses. Including the energy sector in the financial sanctions and completely excluding swift Russia from the world market would largely cut it off. Even if China and some other countries continue to buy Russian oil, Russia could not recoup the losses. 
The entire financial flows associated with Russian commodity exports could not be adequately processed using cryptocurrencies, Russia's own payment system, or other payment alternatives. The crucial question is, are the governments in the United States, Europe willing to make sacrifices and take risks themselves in order to stop Putin? Apparently, after Kyiv is under attack from all sides this is now being put in place to effectively make a difference in Russia's capabilities to finance its war machine. If the matter is not worth it to them, they should at least say so honestly, instead of shouting solidarity with Ukraine, was the comment earlier. Apparently, this has now changed. Real and effective actions may not be without pain, and elections are always a threat in the United States, Europe, and other democratic countries. Rising energy prices, inflation, and supply shortages are not good for re-election. Conclusion, the collaterally damage in this economic part of the war is no longer Ukraine and its brave people.